Babe, I installed a new neon sign in our office. You did? It says, juicy. Because <laughs> after this podcast yeah. episode, things are getting muy caliente around here, if you know what I mean. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yes, I do know what you mean. Uh-huh. And now? Wait, no, don't cue it yet, you guys. He always wants to rush me through this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do not rush me right now. We're about to interview Matthew and Sarah. You're going to get to know them. You're going to get to love them. And it is a really, really, really amazing, powerful conversation. So whether you're coupling with someone or not, it doesn't matter. Watch this. But especially... How are they going to watch it? Oh, <laughs> listen to it. Can I cue it now? Yeah, you can cue it. Cue the music. Yeah. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Couple Shift. I'm Maria Leandra. And I'm Jules. And we are a husband and wife team on a mission to shift the way we live our lives and co-create what really matters. We don't always agree, but together, we're figuring it out. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Okay, so here we go. Matthew and Sarah, welcome. We're so excited hey, hey. to have you. Hi. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So let's read your official bio so we can get to know each other and then we'll rock and roll. Matthew and Sarah Bivens are balanced lifestyle coaches, podcasters, and parent entrepreneurs. Together, they host the Doing It at Home podcast, a show aimed at delivering empowering conversations and perspectives around home birth. Sarah hosts her own solo podcast, Balance and Motherhood, where she shares her experiences and coaching on what it is to balance motherhood with being a turned on woman. Girlfriend, yes. Matthew hosts his own solo podcast, Having It All, capital A-L-L, where he teaches bold men and women how to truly have it all in life. They met 10 years ago working in a startup and since then have built an awesome marriage, multiple businesses, and a pretty cool baby together. You guys... You guys, you guys. <laughs> okay, I am like, so Jules had the pleasure of meeting, um, Matthew. you go by Matthew, right? Not Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. yeah, Matthew. Yes, Matthew. Meeting Matthew at PodFest. And he came home and he was like, oh, I met this really guy, really cool guy, Matthew, among all the really cool people that he met. And so when this was coming together, of course, I'm excited because, you know, we're, we love what we love what we do. And today, when I was reading a little bit more about you guys, I was like, oh, God. And when you guys came on here before we hit record, I can already feel the, I can feel the connection. Yeah, she was, she was pumped today. She was like, yeah. man, this is going to be a good night. It's yeah. Gonna it's going to be fun. It's going to be a hot and juicy Our episode. interviews have been fun. but I, That's awesome. That's the life we live for. It. Yes. Let's go all out. We should go so far out that we have to put the little explicit disclaimer no, on this one. <laughs> oh, it would be an honor. Yeah, to we're be down. E on your show. <laughs> <laughs> to be E. <laughs> I have a feeling, you know what? Even before I discovered the the awesomeness of this woman, Sarah, yeah. I mean, I I, I want to know more about you. I, I had a feeling yesterday. I was like, you know, I feel like tomorrow's show is going to be like really funny and like really like like further out than we've gone before. Little did I know we'd be talking about what it means to be a turned on woman. <laughs> I'm all for it. Cool. Let's have some fun. So, um, uh, baby, you want to tell all of our beautiful people, remind them why we're doing this series, why this matters to us? Well, I mean, th it's, this came up, especially after we got back from Pop Confess. It was one of those things where once the status of the world how everything has just changed for everybody mm -hmm. you know for us and for I'm, i'm sure for you guys matthew and sarah it has it really changed that much maybe not because of the way you're in the sense of what you do your daily patterns besides of course your now your your daughter's out of school and stuff like that but you guys work together you guys work from home um in that sense it's it's pretty similar um but everything mm -hmm. else around it has changed um and so what sparked us was like, you know, how life has changed for everybody, especially for couples that used to, you know, wake up, have breakfast, go to work. They have their time separated, you know, mm -hmm. and then come back. And now they're all together all the time mm -hmm. and how they're managing that. And it was like, oh, you know, this would be a great opportunity to talk to other couples, um, especially couples that either work together or work from home or around each other all the time, you know? Yeah. So totally. Yeah. 
So on that note, like how, you know, give us some highlights of how you guys have been navigating through these these past few weeks of yeah, these new the times. great shift. Mm. I'm going to call it the great shift. Oh, no, I the great shift. I just did that. Boom. Where's the new normal? Now it's the great, the great shift. <laughs> I like the, I like the great shift a lot more than the new normal. The great shift of yeah, 2020. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Um, well, like you said, Jules, you know we uh, we work together. We work from home. You know, we're hanging out in our home office right now. Um, we see clients virtually, and we podcast. So we're we're used to all the stuff that you know most of the rest of the world is just now jumping into. Yeah. And you know, you're right. Our daughter is home right now, so. Having you know, navigating her being home and splitting our workday uh, has been the most interesting piece of it, I'd say. Um, but one of the things that really helped Sarah and I is for you know almost four years, you know, we were doing this and we had a single car, and having one car and doing all this stuff together, it meant that we had to be really on top of our communication mm-hmm. and our scheduling and the way that we coordinated things, whether it was grocery store runs or you know, seeing clients at the gym or whatever it was. And I, I think that plays a big part in us, you know, really effortlessly just flowing into this, this, uh, the great shift because we just had to be on top of everything. Yeah. yeah. Part of our training. We were yeah. <laughs> ninjas in Google calendar and yeah, seriously. coordinating everything. Yes. So in a sense, a lot has not changed in the day-to-day life big difference being Maya is now home 24 seven. And so how do we navigate that with keeping the same workload? So it's not like work has stopped for us. Yeah. Which I, I know a right. lot of people are experiencing whether they're now able to work from home or they already did. And so now how do we divvy up the time between parenting and working? And then also maybe having a few sprinkles of time for ourselves as individuals, as humans, and then how can we create conscious time for us to connect intimately and make sure we're keeping our relationship watered and nourished. So I think those have been some of the challenges over the past few weeks. And Mm -hmm. then just the added thing too, of the energy shift around, you know, out in the world, whether it's to go to the grocery store or driving around and seeing everything closed, you know, that's been for me personally, what I've noticed the most change is just the, the energetic climate and how to, how to embrace that, how to filter that and how to keep, you know, a sense of, of balance and peace of mind, you know, through that, uh, cause everyone has their stuff going on too. And so, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, hidden from that necessarily. So, um, as far as logistically, the first week was, total troubleshooting. Oh yeah. <laughs> we learned oh, yeah. the first rough. week what didn't work, but that's great. But it was, it was a hot mess at a few points there. And we were by midweek exhausted. And I think that's just because we tried to split up the days into these little time blocks. And so it would be, mm-hmm. you get some work time, I'm going to be with the kid. And then we switch and then we would do that again. And so you would have maybe two or three rounds of work as well as parenting. And for me personally, it was very energetically splitting as far as jumping from role to role. And so I've just been with a three-year-old and now I'm going to hold space for a client and have this, you know, conscious, intimate, connected conversation. And that was very challenging and was, was really draining. So we had to work that out within the first week and eventually made it to where we were almost getting full days with with um whatever we were so if if i was going to be with maya most of the day then i knew that and that was my focus and that that was more settling for me so maybe i'd do a little bit of a check-in at the beginning of the day with my work and a little bit of a check-in in the evening and the rest of it i just had to surrender and let go and yet i felt so much better the days flowed better and so we found that to work a little bit better for us than that first week yeah yeah that was so so much of what you guys just said resonated. Like I was like, check, check, check yeah, with like parallels a of lot like of the things and- that we've experienced as well to the point of, remember the prediction I made earlier this week, babe, I've been making a lot of predictions by the way. <laughs> for the and one of my predictions was I have a feeling that couples are going to start downsizing their cars um, because yeah. they'll, they'll and and you guys did it before. It's something that Jules and I have even considered doing ourselves now that well, we're, and we experienced that because it was a period during, before mm-hmm. we, we, we did, we, we did. We yeah. took the leap into entrepreneurship before that, when we had, I was teaching and you were working at uh, Telemundo, mm-hmm. um, we were sharing a car. And so I would ride either, I would ride bike to the school that I taught and, or she would take me 
Yes. She would take me and then I, I'd have the bike with me because I don't want to sweat to to get to the, the, the school. And then I'd ride bike home, yeah. which was crazy in Miami um, yeah. to ride bike. The, I, I did get hit by one car. I was fine. Um, but yeah, it was nuts. But yeah, but these are the these are the moments where you find, you know, what is truly possible because so much of the time we're mindlessly yeah. going through the motions. Right. And um I, I think a lot of couples were under, will understand and hopefully be very present and aware to what they can, you know, what is really necessary for them and what they can let go of from like a peace of mind perspective. And I have a feeling cars are going to be one of them. But, you know, you're talking about being ninjas with Google Calendar, like ditto. That's yeah. been one of the things we that worked time. very well for us. That we had already established before and now we're like, we're preaching it to other people because it's a great way to know what's going on in the day. Um, and the, the three-year-old, the converse, like Skylar's also three. So, um, what you were saying, Sarah, about the energy, like I can totally feel into that. The energetics are like, now I'm this and now I'm that. And the role shifting, I've, I felt our first week was super flexible. Like, I think I went into it with a mindset of like, okay, let's just be surrender into this and be very flexible. By week two, I was like, all right, mama's got to focus in. Like I needed my dedicated good chunk of time to really dive into my dive into my work. And thankfully that first week, I didn't have any, any specific like client calls. And then, you know, that started picking up afterwards, but that, that space of, you know, having that room to create, to focus in, to speak into, Hey, this is, this is the style that works for me is so important because I found myself sometimes molding, um, being so flexible with the timing and what it meant to take care of Skylar and working and doing like little bits and pieces that it was exhausting me way beyond. And now that we've hit a better stride and a flow of like, I get time in the office and then, you know, I'll pop out and Jules will come in here and work on stuff. And it just feels like I'm way more productive. And there's like, at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, we got yeah. stuff done and still a ton of stuff has shifted. Like we used to record this podcast during the day and right. now we're doing it in the evenings. Um, a lot more work is getting done in the evenings. We do get a couple times where he's napping. Yes. And it's like, all right, let's take advantage. Let's yes. just go record something. <laughs> yeah. But, but you for guys the still most, have naps. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He still naps in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because at the school he was at before, they, they still did like an hour nap mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the day. And um, he's, yeah. So she doesn't nap anymore. Well, at school, at she, school does, she will, but, but not here. there's no social pressure here to do it. So <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't have to conform. Yeah. So she just rebels and stands she on the roof and rock team and roll. No nap here. Yeah. <laughs> I, what's what's we've been okay. So the way we raise Skylar is we at times because of our family the, and also what mm-hmm. Miranda's read. She's a big big on researching. Me not so much. <laughs> Uh, I just go by the way I used to, uh, I was raised in, in a lot of ways. And, um, one of the biggest things was you got to give him options. And before I was like, no, he's got to do it. Or he's going to get this like a constant cause and effect, cause and effect. Like, you know, if you do this, you're going to get this or what, vice yeah. versa, right? I'm more like a choice kind of parent. It's like, look, like- these are the options. You can do this or you can do that. And that as I embraced it more and more, that has helped a lot. Especially it's like, okay, look, he wants to keep doing something. It's like, you got five minutes. Either you go to nap now or you do this for five minutes, put it away and you go to nap. And that seems to work because then he's like, all right, I'll pick this one. Because he feels like he's in control. And we, <laughs> yeah, have, a little, we have a little bit of a dictator in he's the house a, right yeah, now. So man. I mean, boys are different than girls at three. I, absolutely. But, but I have a feeling, Maya, I mean, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. I haven't met her. She's got a will. She's got a will. She thinks she runs stuff. It's <laughs> Yeah. So what have you guys, um, this is kind of a two part question. Like what have you guys found most challenging about like shifting into this new dynamic and also what have been the silver linings? Like what's one thing that you're really deeply appreciating now that we're in this space? Um, most challenging. You know, I, I think honestly for me, one of the most challenging pieces has been to just not watch the news and not get caught up mm-hmm. in other people's conversations and other people's, you know, angst and worry and fear around all of it, because you know we're we're doing things, we're we're doing things the way that we that we do them, and 
you know, trying to keep as much normal as possible and talking to family who are in different cities, different states, different countries, you know, just the judgment and the, the shaming for whatever it is um, that that we've experienced and then that we've seen. That to me is, you know, talking, going back to what you talked about, the energetic, the energetic mm -hmm. impact. Um, that to me has been the most challenging, I would say, or at least the most taxing energetically. Um, yeah. The time stuff was challenging as well, like Sarah mentioned, just figuring out how do we maintain, you know, how do we keep, how do we keep every, like our business moving forward? We, so we, we have three podcasts between the two of us. We produce right. five pieces of content a week just between the two of us. And then I produce two other podcasts and see half a dozen clients. And, you know, we do a lot of stuff. So it was, how do we figure out how to keep all those things moving with half the time now? So that has its moments where it's challenging and then, it, you know, kind of get into the groove. Like you said, work late, work early, stuff like that. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, just, just keeping our bubble. So, so all the stuff that's happening doesn't really get through the bubble and mess up our, our, our energy, our, our optimism, you know, kind of like doesn't funk us up. That I think for me has been uh, the thing that has required the most amount of intention for me. And for me, that looks like don't listen to NPR when I'm in the car. Don't be spending too much time on social media, you know, and, mm. and don't be checking out CNN for myself because those are the areas where it, it'll just, it'll get through my bubble. And um, so, yeah, that's been, yeah. that's been something I've been very mindful of. Before we hear from, from Sarah, I just want you to just, I want to press in on speaking a little bit of the, the family judgment piece. I find that so powerful Yeah. Um, because I know Jules and I experienced that and it's, it's not even like a, so detrimental. It's just different ways of viewing the world. And mm -hmm. so um, if you got, if you can just speak to it real quickly, because I have a feeling a lot of couples, cause we are all about shifting paradigms, right? And that's yeah. why I want to be transparent in what we're doing and how we're seeing things. We see the world differently. And we talk about this all the time. So the fact that you said that I find is so like true and transparent. So just meant to talk a little bit more into what that feels like for you. You know, we experienced this um, really big when we chose home birth, mm -hmm. right? And because folks had their opinion as to whether or not that was safe or responsible and right. people, you know, want to express their opinion. So it's that similar type of thing where, for example, our daughter's school opened back up today. And sharing wow. that news with certain family members, it was, are you crazy? You, you can't send your child back to school because this is what's happening over here and this is what's happening over there. And so, right. you know, it's just very, it very quickly turns into a, a, a judgmental, you should, you should not sort of conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, I think for Sarah and I, it's easy to get the emotions caught up in it because it can be people that you have those tight relationships with that you might have a lot of emotional history with, whether mm -hmm. it's a friend or a family member. And mm -hmm. so it, it requires a little bit more effort on our part to remember that, you know, they are approaching, you know, they're choosing their solution to this problem from whatever level they're at, from wherever yeah, they're at. Their context. From their context, mm -hmm. from their paradigm, from how they view things. And that's where they're deriving their solution. And who am I to say that their solution is wrong, right? Like that's that's their solution. And, mm -hmm. and I have my solution from where I sit. So a lot of our work has been to have compassion and seek to understand just try to understand you know where you're coming from and we don't need to agree mm -hmm. i mean you know we, we if we're going to send maya to school and you don't want us to we don't have to agree on that i can understand you know I, I can try to humble myself and put away my ego just to understand why you feel the way you feel and then if you're interested in understanding why we're choosing what we're choosing we're happy to share and so you know that's required us to tap into a lot of the tools that we've developed over the years a lot of the tools that we help our clients build and, you know, yeah. now we're really utilizing them ourselves. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're, we're grateful for it because we understand that this, this is a circumstance, you know, it's a circumstance and we all are having opportunity to see just exactly how we're going to show up in the face of the circumstance. So yeah, we get to practice that unconditional love and, and non-judgment on ourselves and, on, and on, you know, and be really clear with the decisions that we make. And then we get to mm -hmm. practice holding space for others and just hearing other people and, and not getting wrapped up and taking things personally. Cause at the yeah, end of the day, it's, it's not, not personal. personal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's not personal. So yeah. It's all perspective. Our, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah, that's that's an yeah, that's something we've faced. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's such an important topic to to bring up because it's 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 one of the most it's one of the hardest, and I think one of the most courageous things that a, a single person um, or a, a couple. Uh, or a family can make, which is when you start making decisions that look and taste different than what your families are used to. Mm -hmm. And what that means in terms of, like you said, it's like holding that space, understanding that they're, they're understanding life from their context and still staying um, firm and true to your decisions. Yeah. And having that communication between partners to really co-create like what you want to see together and what you see is is true for you. That's been a huge one for Jules and I. And really, as we've evolved from starting on a path that we really weren't expecting we would take. Yeah. And I think for you, it was a lot easier. For me, it took a little bit more of that. You know, that's their opinion. And that's from their point of view. And I, I still would struggle with it because I would have my you know family say something to me like, are you sure you want to do this? When we when we took that leap mm-hmm. and it made me think because these people you've you've grown up with them all your lives and and you trust them and you believe in them they love you they care for you yeah and then you're saying this and it's like it's going against what i feel and what my wife and i feel and it's it's it was difficult for me and over time and especially now i have become a lot more comfortable with it absolutely and we've grown and i understand their point of view and that's their point you know i respect their point of view but at the same time I would like them to respect ours and and just you know go mm-hmm. from there, right? And um, at this time, with everything happening, is is shined a big light on that. You know, it's it's magnified. All that stuff has been magnified. the fu- the The funny thing you mentioned about news, um, like CNN and things like that, we cord cut, yeah. and I've never realized it. We cord cut a while ago. We have like an antenna, just like just to have like basic stuff. But I don't even use it because we don't even watch TV that much. Anyways, if we watch something, it's like Netflix or we rent a movie or yeah. something. Yeah, like yeah. You know, we don't really watch TV, but it's one of those things. I, 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 when I go and when I would go and visit my family, like my mother or someone, or mm-hmm. and the TV's on, it's like CNN's on, and so I was like, oh, uh, and it's like a constant. Yeah. And I'm like, man, why do you need to keep hearing this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constant reminder of everything that's yeah. going wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I, I'm sorry. Like news is important. You need to stay alert, obviously, right? But at the same time, this is there's. Mm-hmm. It comes to a point where it's like, okay, enough's enough. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I still get caught with my phone. I'll be looking at like on Reddit or something, and an article comes up, and it gets to the point where I'm reading, and I just go down this road. I'm like, ah, I gotta stop. I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> like this is just negativity on negativity on. You know, mm-hmm. you get it's. You get it's opening. Mm-hmm. It's you get caught in it. You know, yeah. it's it's easy. Yeah, it's just being aware of it has been big for us. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what about for you, um, Sarah? What's been you touched upon it earlier a little bit, but what what do you find has been most challenging during this time? Yeah, I would say in addition to what I already shared, you know, I've gotten to work on some of my empathic tendencies. And I know there's a lot out there who have that as well and relate to that. And it's our own, you know, journey to traverse. And so, like I mentioned, it it came to a point where even for the necessities of going out, I didn't want to, because I didn't want to be around, Mm. you know, we went to the store one day and it was, it was a, it was one of those days, right? It was the perfect storm. And I just saw people being so nasty to each other and so fearful and so guarded. And, and I just thought about the, the long-term impact of how we are choosing to manage ourselves right now in terms of how that could affect how we are with each other after this, right? The, whether it's the tendency or the desire to be close or to connect or to trust other people. And I know there are beautiful, magical, great news stories happening too, but it was just that day. It all kind of came crashing down for me. And I just, I lost a little bit of faith, I guess, in people. And I just didn't want to be, I wanted to isolate for the sheer fact of being away from all the energy, not even for any sort of mandate. And so I, I got to, get with myself and lean on Matthew. That's, that's been a big part, both of us knowing when to utilize each other and when to ask for what we need and be our, our own best advocates. And then to also support each other in that and to have some great cries, even if it's my stuff that I'm crying or if it's someone else's and to just allow for that and, and give that space and grace 
has been a challenge, but then also something beautiful, right? Because like you said, a lot is being revealed. I think this is huge revealing going on for so many people. And so I've gotten a chance to look at that. And then just the the balance of doing and being has been something for me on a daily basis to check in on, you know, when the laundry mountain doesn't get any smaller <laughs> and how many times have we loaded and run the dishwasher today? And then, oh, I have to feed everyone. And then, oh yeah, I still have emails, you know, just kind of the clashing of all of those things, you know, yeah. how does it all get done? And then to just take that pause, take a step back and maybe it's not necessarily about doing right now. What if it's just about being? So that's been, it's been challenging, but then it also, you know, it reveals opportunity. Yeah. And what do you, you, what, what do you guys feel about the, that's been such a shining light, like a positivity mm -hmm. of like, wow, like this is, you know, in light of everything happening, this has just been, this is a great thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. Like something, something's gotta be positive. So I did a, um, I did a podcast episode about stories and things that I was seeing. And so I think for me, there's, there's two sides. There's stuff that is happening out there that I'm witnessing. And then there's things that are happening in our household that I'm experiencing. So yeah. I remember when the toilet paper pandemic was going on and there was no toilet paper to be had anywhere in the United States and went to the store one day and a woman had just got the last pack and a dude comes up and couldn't, you know, he, he was, he had a mask on and he was frustrated that he didn't find it. And the woman said, Hey, I'll split it with you. And I noticed that I was like, that is so cool, you know, and yeah. I heard another story of a guy whose restaurant was closed down. And so he went into the restaurant, cooked up a bunch of food, brought it back to his neighborhood and drove around in a golf cart, giving food to all the people in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was seeing and receiving a lot of those stories. And, um, for me, it was, it was beautiful because it was people who were being very loving towards each other. Because one of the things that I was aware of, one of the things that I was seeing was a lot of um, fear-based self-preservation that when when things started going down and, hey, we're going to stop travel between countries and this and that, everyone, you know, there's a lot of folks who were saying, oh, I got to go preserve for me. I got to make sure that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And like like Sarah said, you know, that that bothered me because I'm like, man, this, when, when stuff, when the ish hits the fan, <laughs> we're self-preserving what about what about your neighbor what about your you know so mm -hmm. when i would see these things out there that was beautiful I, I thought that was amazing just to continue to see people who are being loving and having that abundant mindset and then for us in our household you know those first like sarah mentioned that first week uh the first week or two was it was an adjustment period and we were very grateful that our work didn't slow down mm -hmm. our income wasn't impacted and things were just operating pr pretty much as normal um, and then, you know, I got to a point where I said, you know what, I feel this whole situation was co-created by all of us. And we're all given this opportunity to, to check in and see what's most important. We deserve to slow down right now too, mm -hmm. you know? So I intentionally took an additional day off of my work through the week. So Tuesdays, I haven't been working. And we've mm -hmm. been spending that doing just fun family things. Yeah. You know, we went and got ice cream this past Tuesday and, you know, we we have done picnics outside and mm -hmm. we have a garden in our backyard and all of us have been back there with the shovels and the rakes getting dirty and kicking balls around, throwing Frisbee. Like we've had some amazing, some incredibly magical family moments through all of this. And um, that has been incredible to truly view this as an opportunity to to connect. I know we're supposed to be isolating, but we view this as an opportunity to connect mm. and to and to to strengthen relationships rather than build up walls. And so seeing it happening in the world has been beautiful and then experiencing it here has been beautiful. Um, and then just the way that we've been loving on our friends and family, checking in on neighbors, reaching out to people. Hey, we're at the grocery store. Is there anything that anybody needs? Sending out a mass text, just being who we truly know ourselves to be and want want to be, being it in the midst of a challenging circumstance. Because for us, that's when it matters most. Mm -hmm. You know, can we still be loving? Can we still be abundant? Can we still be generous in the midst of things being tough? And um, so that's been beautiful for us to to experience that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would, I would add with the family quality time, you know, we've gotten clear in the past month or two that we're intending to expand Team Bivens in the next year. So just getting clear on that in this time frame too, I think is, is really beautiful. Yeah. And to have this quality time with Maya, like we're having now, it's almost like to, to just solidify that that choice and then also just soak her up, you know, and be a family of three for, you know, as long as possible. So to really get all the juice out of that has been yeah. magical for me. Yeah. I think the biggest, I think one of those positive, positive things that we've seen is it's just a slowdown of life. Everybody's mm -hmm. been like, yep. mm -hmm. fast forward, forward life of like, everything's got to be given to us in 30 second spots because we have no time for anything. And now people are finding time for what's really important. It's like everything slows down, like you're getting out of you yeah. know, light speed and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can see around <laughs> you know, what's going on. And um, and yeah, that's been that's that's one of the most amazing things, I think. Yeah. For, for most people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think the time we've spent as a family, the three of us and getting to appreciate Skylar at a different level, both yeah. because he's in a different stage right now, but also because you know, he was in a really incredible school and Jules and I have actually made the choice for him to stay with us the rest of the year, regardless of when school goes back in session. Mm -hmm. And probably so, isn't anyways, because yeah, I don't know his, yeah, his school might open sooner because it might be considered an essential, you know, for essential workers and things true. like that. Yeah. But even, you know, we, Jules and I talked about it and we made the choice to just keep him here for the rest of the and I think part of it was because we get to experience his growth, his learning, his like opening up to the world in such a one-on-one -on -one way mm. that is both challenging because it brings out in us, you know, other areas that before we were like outsourcing. I thought about that the other day. I was like, wow, parents have been outsourcing the education and, you know, the care for yeah. most of the day of their kids and great. And now, you know, there's that new whole new level of like, you get to learn how to really like teach your child in a different way. So that's been, I think, really powerful for me to appreciate at a, at a different level with, with our little guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just a little, we'll, we'll take him out. I'll be outside with him. I mean, uh, and, uh, just be looking at different animals and like, there was a, like a little millipede. And yeah, and I let, he grabs it and he picks it up and he's looking at it and just like those little moments, mm -hmm. they seem like oh it's not that big of a deal, but when you step back and you're like, you just watch him and he's just mesmerized and he's just he's just and I'm explaining to him what's a good, I mean my history my background is in biology so all that stuff I I I love that stuff I love nature I love being outdoors and so I get to, I talk to him about it and and show him all these different things and he's just like wow this is just <laughs> <laughs> and I you. After those moments, you're like, you know, I don't necessarily think, I mean, I may have done those moments, and but now I really appreciate them more, you know? Um, yeah. And so that's, that's, that's been great. That's been great for us. Yeah. So um, since you guys, and I love that you guys are both coaches, so this is an awesome question, but some um, advice for couples, and we can get as juicy. Uh, I'm just giving you carte blanche awesome. here. No, but, but in all seriousness, like part of why I wanted to create this and speak to, you know, couples is because all of a sudden all these, you know, men and women, men and men, women and women are thrust into living together in, um, you know, where you, before you maybe had more space from your significant mm -hmm. other. And that was like, yeah. oh, this is it. We're doing this 24-7. So it brings up everything and so many opportunities to connect in a different way. So what is some of the advice that you have for other couples based on your experience? I think that's awesome. On a funny note, I saw a post the other day, I think that said, you know, how are all you married people? Because I haven't seen any, I'm so blessed and love of my life posts in a while. So I don't know how y'all are doing, but <laughs> <laughs> some of you might not be doing so well. <laughs> so oh, I get it, you know, to go and, and just think about, because there's so many ways you can do a relationship. There's so many spoken and unspoken agreements we have in terms of what works best for a unit, a partnership, a family, and for some to have a, a lot more independence and doing a lot more of their own thing is what adds to when they are together and helps it thrive. So I 
get it. That makes so much sense that just being around your spouse 24 seven, kind of like with your kids, if you're not used to being around them all the time, you know, they're bringing up things in you. And now it's like, Oh, okay. I didn't used to see you all day, every day. And now I'm seeing all these. Okay, here we go. So yeah, that's real. And I think, I mean, do you have anything to add to that or you want to go in with, with tips, suggestions? I think the first thing is a mindset thing that you look at it as it really is opportunity for you guys to get deeper and closer, more intimate. Because mm-hmm. if if you aren't looking at it as an opportunity and it's just an annoyance, then you know, you'll, you'll treat it as such. And so I know it's not necessarily realistic to always look at it as opportunity, but to mm-hmm. to understand that this stay at home thing will end and people will go back to work. People will go back to school and you will be back in the the nine to five moving hundred miles an hour grind and you'll be back to doing what you were doing in your relationship. And so you can be closer as a result of this period, or you could be further away and know when, when this was all over. So I think one of the first things is just saying, okay, cool. We have this opportunity right now to get to know each other on a different level, to try out things, to explore new things. Uh, so I think just having that mindset is one of the first steps in actually taking advantage of this time. Mm-hmm. As far as a practical grounded tip and resource, if you have not already taking the five love languages quiz together, I think now is a great time for that yeah. and get clear if you weren't already, or maybe you did it one time in the past, but maybe your love languages change in a pandemic or something, you know, it might when you're around each other 24 <laughs> seven, what might serve you really well is not so much when you don't see them as much. Yeah, they yeah. need to rebrand that or something. But I think that'd be a great, you know, actionable to do take that quiz and then see for one another for the, however many next weeks, months, this is going on. These are the things that if I saw from you or you supported me in, or you deposited to my love tank is going to go really far. And that way you can just be very clear with one another on what's going to help each other out. Because I think a lot of times with intimacy and our partners, we just expect them to be mind readers, or we think that just because we love them, because we do, because they're cute, because they smell nice, that it's just all going to work organically. And then depending on how far you are into a relationship, how many children, how many ways you've intertwined your lives, those layers kind of get thicker and it can get harder to get to the core of why you're even together to begin with. So put a few stressful circumstances on top of that and you'll be at each other's throats. So to kind of peel away this kind of need for it to be emotionally driven, it just happens or they should just know. And what if we just got clear on some goals or action Mm -hmm. items that could really help the other person out when we might be you know, out at sea here. And so that's one thing that I think would be really great. And then from that, you can look at what are the actionable things on a week to week basis that you can be doing for each other or holding the other accountable to you to make sure they're doing what they need for themselves. Um, For us, it's having date night or date time in some way, shape or form, whether that's a date on the couch or on the floor or, you know, the at home, you, you have the ability now to get creative with how you spend your time, yeah. scheduling sex even. And I know that sounds like the last thing, you know, booty on call. the mind. But... Booty call. <laughs> yeah, text, text, text Sarah. Hey. Upstairs. hey, why don't you come upstairs? Hey, no girl. <laughs> bring, bring a thing thing do. <laughs> I got the reminder on my watch. Yeah. Uh, it's time. What's going on? Yeah. No, but like we, so we, we were doing that before this whole stuff went down. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's something that has kept us, in a you know connecting intentionally connecting and making time with one another um, literally having time on the schedule for us to be intimate and a lot of times it's love making sometimes it's something else it's like some sexy massage or whatever mm-hmm. um, but like having that time that this is my time that i'm reserving and i'm putting on the calendar because you only put stuff on the calendar when it's important mm-hmm. that's why yeah. you put it on the calendar mm-hmm. Because if you don't, it just, it won't get there. And by putting it on the calendar, it actually, you know, it lets Sarah know that you are important enough to make it on the calendar. And it let me know that I'm important enough to make it on Sarah's calendar. Yeah. And, you know, with the with the creative, sexy date night ideas, I mean, I think it's a cool opportunity to to lean on the things that you both already know you like to do together. So, like, if you already enjoy doing a movie night, you know, spice it up and and 
get some pizzas and make a fort on the floor and do a movie night. Mm -hmm. So lean on the things that you already know you enjoy. And you can do the flip side. You can try things that neither of you are any good at. So if neither of you are great at cooking, all right, try cooking something together. Have fun, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. The risk is low. If neither of you are any good at dancing, go on YouTube and take a dance lesson together and just, you know, have fun. And if it totally fails, you just laugh at it. So I, I think this does uh, obviously creates that opportunity, but you have to be proactive and do so, you know, you have to actually lean into it because two people sitting on the couch, one on the phone, you know, each person is doing their own thing, you know, yeah. that you won't, the, the spark is not just going to happen from that. You know, it needs to be, Hey, tonight it's Tuesday night. This is the night that I know that the kids are doing this and we have a little bit of time. So I'm already, it's, ha it's afternoon. I'm going to research some ideas so that we can know what we're going to do when the kids go to bed. Like that's the type of, of, um, of, mm -hmm. of proactivity and just, you know, we're going to, we're going to be intentional with how yeah. we spend our time. Do you color code your sex Google time block? And if so, <laughs> we should. What would the color be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, the emojis would be interesting. Oh, the emojis. Yeah. What's, what's can, eggplant? Yeah. Well, eggplant, well, eggplant well. action. Yeah. I, there you go. It's, it's <laughs> choice, right? We have a zillion choices in a day. So what if in this time – that you find yourself in that's interesting and different and new and potentially scary. If you just chose to believe that making your relationship a foundational thing, knowing that if you deposit into that, everything else will benefit. What, what do you have to lose? If you didn't think that to begin with, you literally have nothing to lose. You can just go back to thinking that's not true, you know, but for us, you know, even before this experience, we know that when we as a foundation are solid, then everything else flows better the business how we are with Maya everything and then she picks up on that because they're just little energetic sponges so mm -hmm. if that's a priority then we need to be tending to that just like anything else yes I find that so amazing what you said especially about the calendar of like if if I don't if I put others the other things on there that I find that deem important and I don't put my wife or my husband on there mm -hmm. you know I'm basically saying I don't find that that very important, mm -hmm. and it's so true. And I'm part. I'm sure many couples are like, yeah, I would never put, you know, I would never mm -hmm. put that on my calendar because you 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 have this association of like, okay, you know, doctor's appointment, mm -hmm. uh, client call, this. Well, yeah, it's not sexy, right, to yeah. have that on the calendar. It's not right, spontaneous. But, but once not. you add the emojis, but then, it's crazy because your your the the mindset is like oh i would never do that because it, like you said it's not sexy but at the same time it's, you're not even doing it mm -hmm. so right. you know what's going on here there's a there's a gap here mm -hmm. you know yes okay it may not sound sexy but you you're showing the you're showing how important it is to you you know by by doing that and i think mm -hmm. a lot of couples are would probably be very hesitant to do that but it makes total sense mm -hmm. yeah and and so f the couples who have challenges initiating highly consider putting it on the calendar that way neither of you yeah. have to get over the awkward feeling of initiating it's on the calendar yeah. and you that's know fair. that that's your intimate time so mm -hmm. whatever you want to do with it you know it's you all together doing your intimate thing you know because yeah. that that happens with the the folks that we coach mm -hmm. you know you get yeah. two people and both are shy and they don't want to initiate because they don't want to feel rejected they don't want to you know feel embarrassed or whatever so they don't initiate and there, that intimacy isn't there, that physical intimacy, which we believe is a huge part of health. Like mm -hmm. sexual health is a, for us is a big part of our overall health and well-being. So, you know, I have gym time on my calendar, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, I, Matthew goes to the gym, it's blocked off multiple days a week. And we have our running time on the calendar. Those are both things that are big deposits to our health. And so we have our intimate time in there as well. And we make, we, we make time outside of that as well. Like, there's absolutely yeah. spontaneous lovemaking where I might just see Sarah's booty when she's in the kitchen. I'm like, girl, this is going down tonight, you know? And that's, that's, and I hear you. I yeah, hear that. Yeah. And because that's, you know, we're, we're I, I just really believe that like what Sarah said, when, when we're rocking and rolling, you know, as a couple, everything just, it just feels easier. Oh. Mm -hmm. 
it just yeah. feels easier. And even if it isn't easier, even if like we get presented with more stuff and the car tire blows out and you know the the client payment goes through or doesn't go through or whatever, you know, it's just like life happens. If we're synced yeah. up, it just feels freaking easier. You know, yeah, and absolutely. and so we we will be intentional about making those little deposits to keep things flowing. And you know, when when we hit a bump, we deal with it. Yeah. And we and we get back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing, um, cause you mentioned earlier, we were talking about how this is a very revealing time. Mm-hmm. And as we tie that to intimacy, we're talking about creating intimacy. Right. And I also think that because so much is being revealed, it's like we're in this raw space mm-hmm. where people might actually feel almost like an overload of intimacy because there, there may be a closeness that wasn't there before, you know, it, do you know, do you know where I'm going? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How I would love to hear your your point of view and suggestions on a couple who might be feeling like it's almost like overwhelming all of a sudden. Yeah. The closeness, the proximity, we're revealed because our emotions are cracking open in a new way. We're experiencing things we've never experienced before. It's a very intimate place to be. So for a couple who's like feeling that and maybe being maybe a little bit paralyzed because of it, what would you say? I think that um, an experience like this that creates opportunity for vulnerability is is a really great thing. And if that creates some discomfort, then there's some things that obviously were needed to be just looked at, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I can understand things feeling uncomfortable and spending all this time with another person and you're seeing a person potentially going through emotions you maybe didn't see them go through before, right? And if that's the case, if you're, if you are experiencing that with your partner, then maybe the idea isn't necessarily scheduling lovemaking time. Maybe the idea is let's go and do something that's just easy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or maybe you need to give each other some space. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's like, hey, listen, I'm going to do my thing tonight. You do your thing tonight and we'll reconvene in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, and that happens in our household. Mm-hmm. We give each other space. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Because we work together and we raise a family together and we do a whole bunch of stuff together. And sometimes we just don't need to see each other. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means that I want to. I love me. That's what it means. Yes, it means yeah. I love me. So I can love you. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think one of those things you mentioned about discomfort, and I, I feel like a lot of couples, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. many times in our on our podcast, how important discomfort is. Oh, yeah. In a sense. And so one of the things that I what I uh, I brought up to you a long time ago from something I heard was this uh, um, professor that mentioned that he was at a doctor's office or whatever it was. And I've talked about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about how a lobster grows. It's uh, how, it, it, mm. you know, it gets constricted in its shell. All right. Um, uh, it's a crustacean, so it has an sh- uh, uh, exoskeleton. It has to grow. And the only way it can grow is if it breaks that shell, gets out, makes a new one, and it can grow a little bit larger until that one gets uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the analogy of that is like that's how we mm-hmm. move forward in our lives, how we, you know, even in our relationships, we have to get uncomfortable with each other because if we're complacent, then we mm-hmm. get locked into this kind of, you know. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a loss for yeah, word like here. the default kind of yeah. unconscious, just just like robotic, go with the drift kind of thing. exactly. And mm-hmm. and uh, when you get hit with something like this, or maybe someone gets laid off, or in the couple, or someone gets finds out that they have a certain disease, whatever the the, the story is, um, you won't you won't be prepared, mm-hmm. or you won't be able to work together as a couple, and that communication block, you know, fall everything falls apart. Yeah. And so discomfort in a couple um in in a relationship is important because yeah. You're forced to talk to each other, you're forced to communicate those things and figure it out and and move forward with it. Absolutely. So we think we think mm-hmm. discomfort is actually very yeah. important. One of the things I'd love to see and I've mentioned it before is if every couple took the opportunity to sit down and say, "Okay, so this is this is hard. This has been challenging." Yeah. And you know, and also all these positive things are happening, kind of like the same version of this conversation, but with each other. Yeah. Like, what have you found most challenging? What have you found as a silver yeah. lining? Let's use that as a script because so much of the time, so much goes unsaid. And like you were saying earlier, Sarah, we assume things that they know mm-hmm. what we're thinking. And so just to have like a, almost like a reset conversation where you sit down and say, okay, so 
we're going to go maybe someplace we've never gone before, which is a deeper level of yeah, we've had knowing that each other recently with each other. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. Yeah. We go deeper and, and deeper and it's like, we're willing to go there. And the more you practice that, that style of communicating with that raw, authentic vulnerability with each other, the more you uncover from each other. And it's just, it, it makes you grow closer and closer and appreciate that person in, in such a beautiful, powerful way. It does. Mm, that's juicy. I love that. Cause that, <laughs> that's what, that's what builds lasting, sexy, awesome relationships. What you just described, you know, you can keep doing that forever. Let's, let's do that. And let's sign up for that again. The next life around, you know, you can, you can keep growing and building with a person who's committed yeah. to that process. And, oh, I love that because especially I feel like when we, uh, when we get scared or we kind of feel stuck in a corner, like many of us might right now in this space and time, um, a lot of times we bring to the table our old stories of how we see either ourselves or our partners, right? And we think we know them stuck in this space of, of how they are, but being willing to, and MA, what I think you're describing begins, it's being able to, willing to see yourself differently and your partner differently and that you can evolve and that they can evolve. And then, you know, you can just do that dance together forever. Yeah. 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 We, we, uh, we believe that breakdown can lead to breakthrough mm -hmm. and that's part of an extraordinary relationship, a relationship that can turn a breakdown into a breakthrough, you know, effectively. And, you know, I, I love, I love using analogies. If you ever listen to my podcast, you're going to hear me use analogies all over <laughs> the place, but with the relationship and the intimacy and the vulnerability, it's like going to a gym, you know, you got to stress the muscle to grow it yeah. to make it stronger. You got to stress it. Otherwise it won't, it'll just atrophy. Right. And that's that's the relationship too. You gotta go the go there. Actually you have tear to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 honestly, it's it's being willing to be real with yourself. I think that's yeah. what scares most people is they don't want to face whatever thing. It's like that, a mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't wanna they don't wanna the, the, the face that thought or that belief about themselves. I mean, I remember mm -hmm. Sarah and I sitting down in this kitchen right behind us and having one of the most gut-wrenching conversations I've ever had with Sarah, where I shared some things that I was incredibly shameful about. I felt so much shame and guilt around it. And I shared it with her, believing that she was going to have at least some of the judgment that I was pouring on myself around these things. And she had none. Mm -hmm. She had none. And so for all these years, like these are things I told myself I would go to the grave with. I wouldn't tell anybody. And yeah. you know, just to unlock it and and allow myself to go there with her, it it showed me that you know, the, the, the terror is in my own mind and the judgment and the fear and all that stuff is, is what I am, what, what I'm bringing to it. And I can't tell you how much healing I experienced through that conversation of just letting that stuff out because we believe everything is energy and that energy of that fear, that judgment, that shame, if it's staying within you, it's doing something to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's doing yeah. something on a metaphysical level, on a physical level. And so when it's released, it's gone, right? And healing can happen. And and so, you know, allowing yourself to go there, it might be tough and challenging and, and emotional and all that, but it's just trusting that there's really some some beautiful sweetness on the other end of it. And you will feel more connected with your partner and you'll feel more connected and in love with yourself because you allowed yourself to go there. Mm, yes. So that's juicy right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Took the word out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to transition to our, yeah, it's transition. our favorite bit, parts of the show? My favorite part of the show, yes. as you keep saying. <laughs> yes. So we've asked all the couples that we've, we've mm -hmm. talked to, one of the biggest things, what are your pet peeves with each other? <laughs> we were talking about this before. We were like, oh all right, gosh. are we going to like get into some? How far do we want to go? <laughs> You you to go first. Okay, well, I'll I'll start top level. I'm not I'm not top gonna get to, I'm not gonna get too <laughs> I'm gonna get too right. intense here. Um, and it's just magnified, I guess, with you know the current circumstance. So Matthew Bivens yeah. will use an item, typically in the kitchen. So maybe the butter or the milk or something. He'll use it and pour whatever he's doing, and then go off to his next adventure. And it just stays there on the counter. Like, he, 
because butter's best melted and like milk is really great warm temperature like air room temperature i don't get it i don't get it staging they're left out and not only are they left out when i when i will go to grab them and put them away the caps are never on or it's on top but it's not screwed so i'll grab it thinking that it's closed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's yeah. one thing. And then I'll just throw in there for fun because I'm sure so many can relate. The dad nap. The dad nap is so real. How these fools can just fall asleep anywhere, any time of day, in any position. And it's a pet peeve to me because mostly, honestly, it's jealousy that he can just do it. But then, you know, it's, it's usually at the most opportune time when it's time to clean up and get Maya bathed and get her in bed. And I'm like, this fool's sleeping on the floor with his hands in his pants. I have a full album of him asleep with his hands in his pants. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Wow. There you go. Yeah. I got to say, when you said the dad nap, it like, made me laugh. <laughs> But I think for us, it's uh, it's the reverse. It's the reverse. I, I think, I, I think you're not. Right. That's what's yeah. up, M.A. There we go. Come on, babe. You do. You do. But no, I'm the one that can like, I, I can get a little She'll catnap in. Catnap is like 20 minutes. I'm like... Come Maybe. on. I haven't been napping on the no, show. No, you haven't. No, no. But no, no, no. But that's funny. The dad nap with the so are you holding that pictures for some sort of like blackmail situation or <laughs> what's know. the story? I've shared, you know, I've shared a few. Yeah, because yeah, there's, uh, there's it's part of my life. She'll sh there's no blackmail stuff. It it <laughs> it's taken and then it's on Instagram fast. So <laughs> it's like it is what it is. You told me one day I took a picture of something that silly that you were doing. You said, Oh, are you gonna share that with the Grammarly? I was wearing your I was wearing this. <laughs> one day Maya Whatever. and I played You're dress saucy. up with Sarah's uh Sarah's clothes. So I was wearing Yeah. Yeah, that was some your... quarantine madness. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, what do you got, Vivens? What do you got? I thought a lot about this. Oh gosh. And oh, you know what? I don't have anything because oh, I don't have any. Do there's no pet peeves. No, no, no. I do. I got some. All right. So today, this one happened a few hours ago. I have seen you in the bathroom more than I ever have because Sarah doesn't like to close the door. I'm sorry because as a oh. mom of a three-year-old, closing the door is irrelevant. You, no, you. I would say that it is even more important. You must close and lock to get that sweet, sweet five to seven minutes of bliss when she's not trying to. Just opposed to your hour and a half. Because I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> so like, really, we're gonna have a couple shift after this. Yeah, we are gonna have a couple shift. <laughs> so that is it a pet peeve? I think it's funny. I, I you know I walk down the hall and I look and I just oh you're on the toilet. Okay. Yeah. I do a double I know thing. A Matthew, yeah, I know I the, the feeling. I don't, I leave the door, but number one door is open. Number two is closed. All right, that's my, like on my, my phone. sports center on, on my phone time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the extended bathroom time is oh, a reality. Yeah. But that's a guy. That is a guy. Oh yeah, I mean, guy yeah. I'll be in there for thirty minutes with my oh. pants down. I've been yeah. done for twenty-eight minutes <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> No, I, yep. I've, I've actually said these words to Jules. If we're like on the verge of doing something, he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom first. I'm like, is this like a bathroom bathroom? Or is this like a, you're gonna like, you know, scroll and listen to a podcast. Have your guy uh, time bathroom. Like, just so that I understand the timing of it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's relaxing. So it is. Anything else? Um, is, is it a pet peeve? Sure. You, um, this is heightened allergy season for you. <laughs> and is. so with me, with us being home more, I'm really getting to learn how you deal with your allergies. Oh, okay. And um, I've never seen a person spit in a trash can before. <laughs> in the kitchen trash can. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, oh man, this is, am I cool with this? Should I say something? <laughs> I want to say something. Because part Hold of me on, 10 years, 10 years. You've never seen her spin a trash a, can for And you've season. never experienced that before. Wow. That's crazy. It's, that is um, a quarantine pet peeve if I ever heard one. Like you, that. Know, you know, I've told you this. She, My wife, when she gets allergies, she has this cough. 
Yeah. the hell? Yeah. I don't know what it is. And I feel bad because I'm like, she's just coughing. And I'm like, honey, your cough, can you do something about it? Yeah. <laughs> can you go yeah. cough outside? It's, it's, it's just one of these things that like it like lifts the hairs in the back of your neck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I and I feel bad for Sarah because the allergies yeah. are are horrible for her. I've been living in South Florida my whole life, and then I come to Georgia. I'm like, what is this yellow stuff? This blanket everywhere. of pollen on everything. Yeah. So I feel for her, and you know, I'm like you, Jules. I'm like, oh, that's that. My hairs are all standing up. Yeah, you watched a so, baby yeah. come out of my vagina, and you are a little perturbed. <laughs> spit in a trash can. That's I just have funny. never that's seen funny. someone lift a trash can lid and spit in it. Well. <laughs> I just never seen it. Got yourself a Sarah Bivens. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and, awesome. I love that. And Maya gets that. on me about spitting outside. She's like, there's germs in your spit. Oh, well, you should see your mama in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Fair game. Yes. Thank you for oh, creating a, a, a breakdown after this podcast for us. We appreciate that it. That is and listen, it's, which We talked about it's about discomfort, man. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> About to break through. I'm just every trash can in this house. You're gonna break the next one. You're gonna be stronger after this. Yes, absolutely. Some great always makeup sex after this. (laughs) There it is. You're welcome. DM me. Schedule it and DM you. Oh gosh. Title title it makeup sexes. You already know about this. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is good. This is good. Um, well, this clearly could go on forever, this conversation. This is, this yeah. is so fun. Um, as we start to wrap up this glorious time together, any final thoughts for couples going through the great shift mm. together? Yeah, couples going through the great shift together. I think how you speak to one another goes so far. So even if it's just checking in with yourself before you speak, and before you ask for something that you need or before you, whatever it is, just to say good morning or the I love you, um, that, you know, affirmations are huge. You know, expressing gratitude to one another is huge. So yeah. if you could just tick that off on the on the daily that you're doing that, you know, then the rest will be what yeah. it will be. So I just think for me personally, how you just speak to one another in a time like mm-hmm. this says so much. I'd say be patient with each other. Uh, I would agree with you, Sarah. Be kind, and you know, at least at least once a day, hug like really hug each other, yeah. kiss Hold each other, body to body, chakras alive. Yeah, line those chakras, hug. squeeze those booties at least once. Just get that physical love, you know, because. Yeah. After that, you might just be passing each other mm-hmm. in the kitchen and through the hallways, and you know you can go the whole day. So, just get at least one of those, those those life delivering hugs laughs. and laugh laughs if yeah. you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right. Hold on. I'm gonna grab my phone so I can schedule some sexy time. There oh, you okay. Go. You're welcome, Jules. <laughs> I'm going to get a buzz on yeah. my phone. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you are. As soon as we wrap this recording. Let me, let me go get that. Thank you. Yeah, you, better, you, better, you, better ex- you better accept that calendar invite, man. <laughs> you better accept that. <laughs> don't, don't hit maybe. Don't hit maybe. Can you imagine? God. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, that would be. That would create a breakdown right there. Oh, yeah. This dude is maybe now. What is he mean? Maybe. Oh my god! You guys, this has been so yeah, has so been awesome. so, fun. so much fun. Thank you, thank you for being on. Thank you for um, who you are in the world. Thank you for the stand you're taking for couples. Um, thank you for those three amazing podcasts that you create that are sending out so many waves of goodness and generosity um, and creativity in terms of like co-creation of our partners with our partners together i absolutely love it yeah you want to uh go ahead and uh let uh let our our listeners know where they can reach you guys yeah yes so we have our website sarahbivens.com is me doing it at home is d-i-a-h podcast.com and then we're on you know instagram as well i'm sarah m bivens and then what about you dude yeah my stuff is matthewbivens.com 
and uh, Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens. And yeah, our shows are on all the podcast yeah. platforms, mm -hmm. all the major ones. And uh, we are very accessible. We love to chat. I'm always giving out my email address, Matthew at MatthewBivens.com. And I love DMs and doing video messages and voice notes with people. So we love to connect with folks. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. we'll put all that good info in the show notes. All right. So thank you guys so, so much. And thank you to everybody for listening. I adore you, babe. I will see you in the bedroom in about five minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a yes. It's a yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you on the next one. Oh, you didn't wait a second. Oh, oh, oh. You know, she gives me time this. Time out. Time she out. gives me this crap all the time. She's like, don't forget to be another podcast. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Tell the people so, what they need to hear. Rate, review, and subscribe, everybody. <laughs> I'm always, or two I'm or three. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I love you, honey. I love you, babe. Alrighty, guys. Well, it was great talking to you. Bye. See you. Bye.